Good morning, this is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the One who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. This is Father Robert Barron. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Chicago, also a professor of theology at the seminary in Mundelein. And this program is called The Word on Fire. This is a program of Catholic evangelism. Now those two words might sound a little odd together. We don't often juxtapose them. Catholic and Evangelical, but I mean both with great seriousness. This is a show of Catholic preaching, so I'm going to be drawing on the richness of the Roman Catholic tradition. Art and architecture, poetry, drama, cathedrals, theology, philosophy, literature, all the glories of that interpretive tradition that we call Roman Catholicism. But at the same time, I want these talks to be Evangelical. That means they are proclamations of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope the talks are informative, but my main purpose here is not to inform you. I hope these talks are entertaining, interesting, but my main purpose is not to entertain you. My purpose in these talks is to convert you. That's the purpose of all authentic Christian preaching, is to bring you into relationship with Jesus Christ in the church. Word on fire. That's the title I've chosen for this year-long program of Catholic preaching. Jesus said, I have come to light a fire on the earth. That wonderful line, terrific. He's come to light a fire that burns things up, burns things away, cleanses, illumines, lights up the world. Jesus' word is always a word of judgment. It always burns away whatever is opposed to God's order. And Jesus' word is always illuminating. I am the light of the world, he said, to show you the way. One of my complaints in recent years, actually, is that a lot of our Christian preaching is not very fiery. It becomes rather bland or beige or pedestrian, too often just an echo of the culture around it. I have come to light a fire on the earth, says the Lord, and I think all Christian preaching ought to be fiery in that way. And that's my purpose for this year with you now on WGN. Can I give you a couple of quotations that I think sum up this problem, this problem of a beige Christianity, a beige Catholicism? Here's the first one. We have taken the dynamite of the church. We've placed it in hermetically sealed containers and have sat on the lid. It's time for us to blow up some of the dynamite of the church. That's a quote from Peter Morin. He was the co-founder with Dorothy Day of the Catholic Worker Movement. He said that back in the 1930s. We have taken our own dynamite. That's a great word from the Greek dunamis. It just means power. We've taken the power of the gospel, the fire of Christ. But the trouble is we've hidden it away too often maybe embarrassed by it, afraid the culture won't accept us. 
it's time for us to blow up some of the dynamite of the church, the dunamis, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, God's own presence among us, God's transformative power at work. I hope these talks over the next year will help to blow up some of that dynamite of the church. Here's a second quote. The problem with Christianity is not that it's politically liberal or culturally conservative. The problem with Christianity is it's just so dull. That's Stanley Hauerwas, contemporary Methodist theologian. But I love that line. The trouble with us is not that we're too liberal, too conservative. Those categories don't really apply. But our problem is that we've become too dull. We've allowed our distinctive colors to bleed into beige. We've allowed some of our properly rough edges to become smooth. I have come to light a fire on the earth. And so I want to preach to you a word of fire. Remember the first Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes rushing into the room where the first disciples are gathered. And over their heads settle tongues as of fire. That's wonderful. That means the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus in a fiery, transformative, illuminating way. That's my hope. That's my purpose in this program of Catholic evangelical preaching. We're just after the Christmas season. So for this first talk, I want to do a little reflection on Christmas, especially in light of the prologue to John's Gospel, where John talks about the Word. The words are familiar to us. Let me read them. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. The opening lines of the prologue of John's Gospel. My little nephew is now a year and a half old, but I first met him when he was two days old. And I remember it vividly because my sister handed him to me, and I held him in my hands. And he was so tiny that my fingers met behind his back. And as I held him up, his head kind of lolled to one side. His eyes were, were barely open. And I realized how fragile this little life was that I was holding in my two hands. To be a friend is to put one's life in the hands of of another. What do we say at Christmas? The Word of God, that which was with God from the beginning, that by which God made the whole cosmos, that which undergirds and suffuses all things, what it's all about, the key to everything, the Word, that's what St. John's talking about, the Word of God. Well, what is it? It's this little, tiny child. The Christ child held in the hands of Mary on that Bethlehem night. Think for a minute the first time you held your son or your daughter. 
maybe your grandchild, a niece or nephew, the first time you held them in your hands and you realized the fragility, the defenselessness of that little life that you held. And now make a transition. Now imagine you are holding in your hands the Christ child. That is the delicious and wonderful and strange irony of Christianity. What's it all about? What's the key to everything? What's the power that sustains the whole universe? That's it. That's it. That little tiny child placed in our hands. You know, in so many of the mythologies of the ancient world, so many of the philosophies, and I would say in so many of the ideologies of this day, what is power? Oh, it's aggrandizing the ego. It's hoarding things. I've got this. I've got that. I've got the power. I've got the authority. What is St. John telling us here? The power of the true God is not like that. The power of the true God is a self-emptying love. Yes, even to the point of placing his own life in our hands. We tend to say power means I'm independent. I'm in nobody's hands. I rely on nobody. The true God, the power that sustains the whole universe, is just the opposite. God lets go of himself in love and places his own life in our hands, offering us his friendship. I think that's the heart of Christianity. Just before he died, Jesus said to his disciples, I no longer call you servants, but friends. In Jesus, God offers us his life. That's the power that makes the universe. That's the power that spins the galaxies. That's the power that sustains all things, what it's all about. The tragedy, friends, is that we spend most of our lives pursuing other types of power. Money, the esteem of others, authority, those are all things that we seek, when in fact the real power, the real joy, the real fire comes from handing our lives over. There is a shadow that falls over John's prologue as a shadow falls over all the Christmas stories. Why? Because God offers us his friendship. He puts his life in our hands. And what do we do? We reject him. You know, in Luke's Gospel, when they wrap the Christ child in swaddling clothes, it's a beautiful anticipation of the burial cloth that will wrap his dead body. When Mary and Joseph come seeking room, there's no room at the inn. That means God is offering his friendship and we reject him. There's no room for it. And so in the prologue to John, he came to his own and his own received him not. That's one of the most tragic and saddest lines in all of the Bible. Friends, who are his own? We are. 
all of us exist through the power of the word. We're all his own. He came to us and we received him not. That's what sin means. The refusal of the divine friendship. In one of the Eucharistic prayers we say, He gave himself into our hands and was nailed to a cross. There it is. He offered us his friendship in love and we rejected it. We nailed him to a cross. Does he turn away? No, no. In the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, once more he comes back to those who hated him, those who ran from him, those who betrayed him, and once more he offers his life. He places his life in their hands. Every time we come forward to receive the Eucharist and we put our hands out and that host is placed there, it's once more Jesus putting his life in our hands. Our God is the constant offer of friendship in love. The tragedy of our human lives is the rejection of it. Our refusal to accept that friendship. What's our glory and our salvation when we say yes to it? And we say, Lord, I want to make of my own life as much a gift as you have made of yours. In that moment, we become the friends of God. And that's what it means to be saved. What I proclaim to you, what I offer to you, is this friendship of God that becomes apparent, concrete, physically real in Christ Jesus. And my invitation to you, respond with the same enthusiasm, the same self-forgetting love, and realize that friendship with Christ Jesus. Just a last thought for this Christmas season. What's the best way that we can honor Christ? What's the best way we can respond to this incredible gift of God's love? Find that person in your life. It might be someone in your family. It might be someone who lives on your block. It might be a, a relative. It could be someone in a hospital, in a nursing home. Find that person in your life right now who is most in need, who is most vulnerable who is most alone, most sad, find that person. We all can do it. And in that person see a reflection of the Christ child. In that person see a reflection of the Word made flesh. God becoming vulnerable love. When you accept that person in friendship, you are accepting God's offer of friendship. And maybe if you have a chance this week, visiting a friend or family, and they have a little child. Pick up that child. Hold him or her in your two hands. And in his weakness, in his vulnerability, see an echo of the Word made flesh. And realize that you are invited into friendship with God. Peace be with you. I hope that you were moved today by the Word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you.